inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. I had a big surprise for you. I have the newest world champion of public speaking. Let me introduce you Ramona J. Smith, the 2018 world champion of public speaking. She is an educator, speaker, author, blogger, and poet. As an award-winning internationally known public speaker, Ramona's captivating speeches inspire audiences around the world. She is a dynamic powerhouse on stage, and her ability to connect with an audience is unmatched. She earned her bachelor's degree in public relations with a minor in marketing, graduating magna cum laude from the prestigious Baldwin Wallace University in Northeast Ohio. Ramona is the mother of Miracle Boy Ryan, and they reside in the Magnolia City, Houston, Texas. Hello, Ramona. Hi. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Very good. It's a pleasure and an honor talking with you, uh, Ramona. No, here in Helsinki is a Saturday evening, and for you it's morning. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> fabulous. Fabulous talking with you. I already watched a few times your 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 winning speech. It's, it's fabulous. And... And I and I seen some so great comments from everybody who I, I met. So we'd like to learn more about this your personal story. Yes. So tell us a bit um, how was your journey to become a uh, the world champion of public speaking? It all started about eight years ago when I joined a Toastmasters club in Los Angeles, California. I joined that club in 2008, in I'm sorry, 2010. And I had a phenomenal president of my club. Her name is Amy Ayano. And she was very creative and she was very theatrical. And she told me that I had a gift and that I needed to start branding myself. And I worked with Amy for about a year And I started to call myself the ladybug speaker because uh, I took her advice to brand myself. And I really like the little insect, the ladybug. And so in order for people to remember me, I, I started to call myself the ladybug speaker. And when I moved back home to Cleveland, Ohio, I joined another club in 2014 called the Cleveland Club. And this club was a little more professional. And I was able to gain some even uh, new, even even better skills. And that club allowed me to become more polished as a speaker. And I started to compete that next year. So I joined in 2014 and I competed in my first Toastmasters speech contest in 2015. With each Toastmasters contest, You start at the club level. You have a contest against your club members. And then the winner of that goes on to the area contest. And then the winner of that goes on to the division contest. And after you win the division contest, you go to the district level. 
And after the district level is semifinals and then the finals. In 2015, I made it all the way to the district level, but I did not win first place. I won third place. And so I did not move on to the semifinals. And I was sad and I was upset. And I kind of stepped away from Toastmasters for a little bit because my ego was bruised Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because I, I thought I had this awesome speech and I knew I did a good job, but I wanted to win so bad and I did not. And so I was crushed. But three years later, I moved to Houston, Texas, and I joined another club called the Sci-Fair Super Speakers. And this is the club that I'm a current member of. And this club is dynamic. These speakers are advanced. These speakers are experienced. And I felt like I fit right in. And I'm at a club with not only amazing speakers, but amazing leaders and amazing evaluators. So I'm surrounded by a team of dedicated professionals and I I felt very supported and comfortable and I decided to compete again. And so I, I, I was victorious at the club level. I was victorious at the area level and the division level. And this time I won at the district level. So I was on to the semifinals. And so my team and I, we we rehearsed my speech and we made sure we nailed it and we got it as perfect as we possibly could. And I was able to win in the semifinals round. And then it was on to the finals, the top 10 speakers out of the 30,000 who began at the club level. And during the finals, the night before, I got with my team once again. And in the hotel room, we just rehearsed for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I decided that I was just going to give my very best on stage the next morning. I was going to go out there and have fun. If you watch the YouTube video, when I first come out on stage, I'm kind of laughing with joy because I was just so proud to be there. And I knew we worked so hard, but at the same time, I wanted to have fun. And that's exactly what I did. I went out there. I had fun. I think I gave a great speech and I was able to win the world championship of public speaking. Yeah, that's one of the things I like. You start... um the laughing in other species is is great. It's great to start smiling, being looking happy, but yes. you start even laughing like wow! <laughs> that's, I was so excited, Oscar. So yeah. excited, and that's really contagious. Like oh, wow, nice. Something nice is coming in these next seven minutes. That's oh, what the yes. audience feels. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels like you in in the first time you you try you reach uh, the district so quite far already and. During that year, you already set the goal, I want to become the world champion. Or when is that you you say, okay, I really want to win this? I set the goal in 2015. When I was mm. defeated at the district level, yes. I decided to go to the Toastmasters International Convention. That's where they have the the world championship of public speaking is, is every year. So in the year 2015, the convention and the speech contest was held in Las Vegas. Mm. And I am a strong believer in visualizing the things that you want, because I know that our thoughts have power. And if we can see what we want, then uh, ultimately we can make it tangible. And so I decided to travel to Las Vegas and watch that uh, world championship of public speaking live. So I sat in the audience and I saw these amazing speakers on stage and I took notes and I was, 
I was engaged with the speaking and I really just took it all in. And that day was the day I set the goal of becoming the world champion of public speaking. Because if you look on my Facebook page, my Facebook page is Ramona Smith, R-A-M-O-N-A-S-M-I-T-H. Ramona Smith is my Facebook page. In 2015, I actually posted a picture at the world championship of public speaking in Las Vegas. And the caption said, one day I will be the champ. And then three years later, I'm the champ. I'm sorry. That's amazing to me. That's a moment. (laughs) Awesome. So you really took it seriously, you know, publicly put in there in Facebook. I will do it one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fabulous. So in in three days after your promise, you did it in fabulous. Three years. Yes. Three Three years. years. Uh-huh. So you told us that uh, the last days in at hotel, no, and for the final, you were rehearsing a lot, a lot, a lot. So I imagine that having so many iterations of this speech, uh, the winning speech you had, still standing, which is the title. So tell us a bit about that particular speech. So since when did you when did you write a very first version and a bit of how how it ended in this final version, the winning version. To be honest with you, I wrote that speech the night before I was supposed to give it the day, the, 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 the day before, because during all the other contests, the club, the area, the division and the district and the semifinals, you can use the same speech. So I used that same speech over and over. It was called not good enough. But in the uh-huh. finals, you have to have a completely different speech. Yes. And I had a speech prepared. Mm-hmm. But once I got in front of the audience at semifinals and I was able to gauge the audience more and understand the dynamic of that particular audience at the convention, mm-hmm. I knew the speech that I had written previously. It wasn't a winning speech. Mm-hmm. I was talking about some things that were relatable, but it wasn't going to resonate with my audience the way that I needed it to. So I completely disregarded that speech and I created Still Standing. Because the the initial title was Keep Living. And that was the speech that I had prepared before I had uh, went to Chicago to compete. But I I, I threw it away and I realized that, you know, this audience wants to kind of not be entertained, but they want to be engaged and they 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 want to to know my more of my story. And so I was. I was actually um, at my cousin's house because he lives in Chicago, my cousin Devan. And we were talking about different ideas. And we talked about failure and failing fast and Mm. how every successful person is not successful because they never failed. They're successful because they were able to fail. And I was going to call it fail fast initially. But I said, you know what? No, nobody wants to say the word fail when they hear my speech. That's kind of a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So let's put some positive reinforcement on that. And I was thinking about how life has been sort of a fight for me because I've been I've been through so much. And the idea of boxing Mm -hmm. came into my mind. And I said, you know what? I'm going to center this around the sport of boxing when two fighters are in the ring and they're hitting each other and they're punching each other. But the champion is the last one that's still standing. And then I wrote my first draft of a speech and I got with on the phone one of my 
uh, club members, uh, Heidi Caperton. And I talked to her and she talked me through it. And she went through the grammatical errors with me because she's a phenomenal writer. And then we came down to uh, a final drafts as far as writing it. But then I needed to choreograph my movements. Mm-hmm. So I went to the hotel of the hotel room of my district leaders at the convention. And that's when we were in the hotel just practicing and making sure I, I moved intentionally and making sure I, I, I had those pauses and I left time for laughter. And and that's when uh, everything kind of came together. So I had this first speech. I kind of scratched it. And then the second speech was done the the night before basically the the competition i woke up at four o'clock in the morning i was pacing the hotel room halls and practicing and it all kind of just came together at the at the last minute sort of wow unbelievable (laughs) i know right (laughs) it is it is very difficult to have that level of speeches in in such a short short time i mean it's uh, great achievements And also, if you tell us about your, you have been learning a lot while competing many times in all these levels since 2015, and you have been learning uh, many skills, mastering some more than others, you have met people who have been coaching you, etc. So at the time you, you reached the finals, you have a lot of great skill. But which one do you think, if you can pick one, was the main skill that you mastered at that time that... Uh, allowed you to win i don't know if i would call it a skill for me the most impactful and the most powerful tool Mm -hmm. was just being myself being exactly who i am and being confident in my own uniqueness I was not trying to mimic any other speaker. Did I pull from from their old speeches and did I watch them? Absolutely. But I got on that stage being Ramona J. Smith. I was not trying to emulate anyone else. I was not trying to copy or mimic. I was genuinely and authentically myself. I was true to myself. I went out there and and made made a fool of myself with my horrible boxing moves. <laughs> But I wasn't afraid of looking stupid in front of 2,000 people because I just wanted to go out there and be transparent and kind of bare my soul a little bit. And I knew that people would appreciate that because people are thinking when you're on stage, oh, my goodness, she's this amazing speaker. And that kind of builds a barrier But when I go up there and I'm in my boxing stance and I'm punching the air and jabbing the air, that that wall comes down. And so my biggest thing was just being myself, being exactly who I am. Being yourself, which actually is not so easy when you have to be um, practicing, creating, getting inspiration, learning from many persons. So can can fall in the trap of imitating, right? So being yourself in a high level It's pretty tricky and okay, it's it's a it's a great lesson for us. So being yourself that's what allow you to win. Yeah. And by the way, you sure. do you do you do you box? No, I don't. I am not a fighter, I'm a not, lover. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> so do you watch uh box uh I do, I do. I love okay. Floyd Mayweather and uh-huh. Mike Tyson and right. all the greats. Okay. So there was this you feel it like oh, yeah. 
I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> One of these absolutely, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm Evander Holyfield and I'm Holyfield. George Foreman and I'm Layla Ali. I'm Muhammad Ali. Absolutely. <laughs> Another thing that I really like on your speech when I when I saw the the core ideas uh, besides the still extend still standing that is how to recover from from hurdles on the life you mentioned not only that the yourself um, fighting but also in parallel you can be the coach for others and help if someone that is close to you is falling is being punched you can be the coach and help her to succeed to recover so tell me a bit of that about your um your relationship with coaching how you been coaching or being coached uh, tell me a bit about that oh my goodness coaching and mentorship is it's imperative it's vital any person who wants to be successful in any any sort or any any um arena You have to have a coach or a mentor or somebody guiding you because when you first start something, you really don't know too much about it. Mm. And you, you want to have somebody to, to show you the things that you can't see. For me, I have, I have so many mentors, mm. but the woman that has had me under her wing for the past uh, 13 years is a, an angel named uh, Margaret Bernstein. And she was able to give me the direction I needed when I had no idea where I wanted to go in life. She gave me opportunities that I would not have been able to receive had it not been for the relationships that she built. She created a path for me to walk through in order to be successful. And she was able to give me those tough conversations when I maybe made a bad choice or uh, lost my motivation because I respect her so much and I trust her. I'm able to listen when she gives me that constructive criticism and that feedback. So I believe having that coach in the corner, you, you need it. It's necessary. Mm -hmm. It's mandatory because times are going to get hard. And if you don't have anybody You might want to just give up and throw in the towel. If you are, if, if you feel all alone, you get hopeless, you get depressed. But if you have someone encouraging you and inspiring you and motivating you and reminding you of your goals and reminding you of the greatness that lies within you, it's going to give you that extra ounce of energy that you need to, to stand up. If you have someone telling you, Oscar, you are the greatest, you are the best. Do not forget why you're here. You can do this. Remember when you accomplished that one goal? Remember when you achieved that dream? Remember when you overcame that obstacle? I was there. I witnessed it. You get up. You get back in the ring. You keep fighting. When you have somebody like that in your corner, you feel like there's nothing that you can't do. So I definitely recommend anybody who wants to be successful in a relationship, in a marriage, in parenting, in college, on the job, get a mentor or get a coach to help you uh, get up when you fall down and to raise you up even higher in your times of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And when I, when you are saying this and using my, my name, I feel you are coaching me already. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> How you you really you truly believe in this and yeah 
fabulous and and i'm i'm really happy that you brought this part the about the coaches or mentors on your speech it's was part of that not the core thing but because you mostly talk about your story but you also brought this as a part of the as a part of the scene so it's it's fabulous And if you could give a ultimate piece of advice for someone who wants to be champion, someone who just saw you got inspired, I want to be like Ramon. I was, I also want to be a champion. What would be your ultimate piece of advice? Speak, speak, talk, <laughs> give more speeches, get in front, get in front of more audiences. You cannot become a better speaker if you're not speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my biggest piece of advice. Get out here in front of some audiences, speak, make sure someone is evaluating you to give you feedback. When you give your speeches, give it to different audiences because you don't want to get the same feedback from the same people. Make sure it starts to become objective and not so subjective mm -hmm. because once you get in front of the same audience or you get in front of people who really do like you, like your mm -hmm. parents or your best friend, of course, they're going to say, oh, that was awesome. That was amazing. You need some objective feedback from several different people, from several different evaluators. But the first step to becoming a better speaker is actually speaking. So get out there and, and, and give some of those speeches and, and keep speaking, polishing your skills up, getting that feedback and utilizing the feedback. So speak. Yeah. Get feedback and apply the feedback to your next speech. Yeah, exactly. Just speak. You want to be a, the world champion of public speaking? Speak. Yes. <laughs> <That's> yes. <it. laughs> you cannot become the world champion without giving speeches. You have to get out there and get in front of those audiences and tell your story or tell a story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ramona, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation? Hmm. My favorite quote. I actually, I actually just wrote one down. Maybe like five seconds ago. Yes. Oh, you're a poet. Right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this one. I just heard it from a man named Devin D. Marks. He's a TED Talk coach. He said, "The prophet has no honor in his hometown. The prophet has no honor in his hometown, and." To me, that means that when you leave where you're from, people appreciate you more. So in my case, I was in Cleveland, Ohio my whole life. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to be a public speaker since I was 19. That was, uh -huh. that, that was about ooh, 12 years ago. I've been wanting to be a speaker for a long time. I've had some great opportunities in my hometown. But now that I live in Houston, I'm the world champion of public speaking. Now that I'm in Houston, I'm interviewing with Oscar in Finland. <laughs> I have opportunities in India and Sri Lanka and Dubai and Kuwait. But I had I to have. leave my hometown in order to really release my gift. So I really like that quote. The prophet has no honor in his hometown. Because once you break away from the familiarity, people who have not seen you a million times can really appreciate your gift more. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. My favorite book is The Alchemist. Uh -huh. The, Al The Alchemist is a book about a man who 
is following what's called his personal legend. And your personal legend is just your dreams. And in this book, he goes through so many difficulties and challenges, but he never stops following his dreams. Because when you get the closest to your dreams, <laughs> that's when things seem to fall apart. But the this book is just so amazing and so inspirational. And I've read it about six or seven times, and I'm probably going to read it about six or seven more times. It's by Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. And it's a book called The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still haven't uh, read that book. Yeah, I hear about it many times. So it's a fi- yeah. fiction book, correct? Yes, it's a novel. Mm-hmm. And you are an alchemist. Um, I'm not an alchemist because that's not my personal legend. Okay. I'm a motivational speaker. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can relate to the story of the yeah. alchemist. You learn from the alchemist and you... A- absolutely. The alchemist was kind of like his coach in the corner. But okay. you have to read the book. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it. I have to read it. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Ramona, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us to do a little regularly, a routine to shine... Yes, absolutely. I do what is called the 40 days of I am. There's a life coach by the name of Iyanla Van Zant, and she recommends doing this activity. So for 40 days, and I've done it twice or maybe three times, and I'm going to continue to do it for the rest of my life. For 40 days, every morning you wake up, you write 40 I am statements about yourself. I am love. I am beauty. I am greatness. I am phenomenal. I am amazing. I am successful. Nice. You write 40 of those statements every day for 40 days straight. And it just Im- it increases your self-esteem. It boosts your self-worth. And it's a constant reminder 40 times a day for 40 days of how amazing you are. And it just it just makes you feel so good about yourself. And it makes you appreciate yourself more because a lot of times we're very hard on ourselves. Mm. We're very mean to ourselves. We're not kind to ourselves, but you are the most important person in the world. And when you dedicate that 40 days to yourself, it just makes you fall in love with yourself again. Because if you exude confidence, self-confidence, and you exude self-love, then it's going to be reflective on the people you interact with on a daily basis. If people see me and they see that I love myself and I take care of myself and I'm gentle with myself, they're going to treat me the way I treat myself. So I love that 40 days of I am. You do 40 statements of I am every morning for 40 days straight. Mm -hmm. 40 statements I am for 40 days means quite, quite many. Do they have to be different? Yes. Well, I mean, they, they can be. That's what I, I like for them to be different. But, you know, you're going to run out of words. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's OK to repeat them. And even if you need to repeat one thing 40 times, like if, if on day number one, you can't think of anything except I am awesome. Write mm-hmm. I am awesome 40 times, because if you write I am awesome or I am fabulous 40 times, you're going to be thinking about that all day. Wow. I am awesome. Yeah. Hmm. I am awesome. It's amplified. I am awesome. And that's going to carry on with you every day. And you're going to start to feel better and better about yourself each and every day just by saying that one word to yourself over and over. Excellent. So this is the 40 I am challenge or routine. 
Yes. Okay. 40 days of I am. Fabulous. Thanks for that. I think uh, I have to give it a try. <laughs> you should. Absolutely. It, you, you'll be surprised at how awesome you are. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It was a great having this interview with you, Ramona. Fabulous. Hearing your story, more details about you. And I really wish you all the best. But before we close this interview, please tell us how we can find you on the net. What are the best ways to find the best of you, please? Yes, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and I email a lot. So on Instagram, I am at Ladybug Speaker. Mm -hmm. That's L A D Y B as in boy, U G S as in Sam, P E A K E R at Ladybug Speaker. And on Facebook, you can actually go to my Facebook fan page. That's easier to find Ramona J. Smith. And my email is theladybugspeaker at gmail.com. Excellent. I already follow you on Twitter, ladybugspeaker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ramona, it was a pleasure talking with you and all the best. Thank you so very much. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>